All right, we're going to go right into God's Word. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and the first five verses, and then we're going to do one verse in Romans, and that's going to be Romans chapter 3 and verse 30, and uh, we're going to get right into God's Word. You get this morning tape, you get the connection. Amen. Romans chapter 2 and verse 1 through 5, are you there? All right, let's read together. And I, brothers, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I declared not, uh, I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and with much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom. Somebody say that's the Old Testament. Yeah. But a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man in the Old Testament, but in the power of God. If it's in the Old Testament, it's in works. You don't want your faith in works. You want your faith in Christ. He is the power of God. All right, Romans chapter 3 and verse 30. You want to go there? And then you can take your seats. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 30. Are you there? Romans chapter 3 verse 30 says, Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision. Somebody said that's the Hebrews. Right. By faith. And the uncircumcision said they were Gentiles. Through faith. Let's read again. So, seeing is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. All right, you can take your seat. We're going to pray. So God justified the circumcision. He justified. He made righteous the circumcision. Those people, Jews or Hebrews, but he did that by faith. They were justified by faith. So I'm talking about today, volume six. I thought I was through with this, but... Uh, Paul preached Christ, but I see right now that the Holy Ghost is not going to let me get away that easy. So I'm on volume number six, part two. Paul preached Christ, all right? Now, in this teaching that Paul preached Christ, we're going to talk about are you living by faith or through faith? Because if you don't, if you don't get this, you, you get nothing that's right. Nothing else you do would work in your faith because you don't understand faith. And I'm going to show you today that so many people do not understand faith. And when you find out you're wrong, you need to just turn around and go the other way. That's all I can say. Now, uh, Father, we thank you now for your grace, your mercy, your love. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your precious son, your precious wood, your precious blood. Thank you for your righteousness, your peace, your joy, and the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for saving us, giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us eternal life. Now we ask you for, thank you for the wisdom. First of all, let that wisdom come forth now. That wisdom, that knowledge, understanding will come forth to the people. And we give you all the praise and the glory now. Thank you for your righteousness, your, righteousness, your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost. And all the great that prayer says, amen. amen. All right, now, what I want to do today is I want to continue. That's my whole thing. I, I want to... I, I minister by series. So when you come in here, you get one tape. You just got one tape. I'm on volume six, part two. So that means that five volumes is 30 tapes. So we don't, we don't tape 32. Right. So you got to understand that. Okay. So you don't, you don't have it all. You just got just a little bit. All right. Of his love. All right. Some of y'all got to be up in age to know what I be saying stuff. Amen. All right, you got that? I don't want to just want a little bit. All right. Some of y'all know what we're talking about. All right. You got to be up some age. I see a sister there wave. They're up, they up in age. They know what we're talking about. Hallelujah. All right. Now, are you living by faith? Look at somebody say, are you living by faith? Are you living through faith? Now, let's see what by faith is. We're going to you can put this down. We gave you James this morning. I'm not going to be able to go all the way through James. I'm going to give you a couple big verses out of there, and we're done, okay, because you got to read James yourself. James chapter 2, verse 14. We're just going to catch up real quick. 
James chapter 2 and verse 14. I'm just showing you where they are. So when you get a chance, read this book of James chapter 2 uh, because starting with verse number 14, it's going to be telling you about faith without works is dead. That's really what it's showing you. Your faith, they said faith without works is dead. Now, remember, this, this is James. James wrote James chapter 1. Let's put that up there first. James chapter 1, verse 1. So you can understand when you read James, you're not talking to uh, the body of Christ. All right? You're talking to Jews, Hebrews. All right? That's who James was for. So don't come out here quoting no scripture of James to me like you know what you're talking about. All right? James, a servant of God. Remember, in the new covenant, we are sons. James, a servant. Although he was a, a, a son, the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus had not come back to them. That's when they would receive eternal life. So he said, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes. So you can see who he's writing to, which are scattered abroad greeting. Now, we know if you go read Acts chapter 8, you know Paul scattered them. The Jews were scattered. Go back to Acts chapter 8. That fell on deaf ears. Uh, let's go to Acts chapter 8, verse 1. See, if you read the Bible, you'll know how, how everything happened. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8, will tell you how they got scattered and who, who was scattered. All right, Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Just one verse? All right, there we are on the screen. Acts chapter 8 and verse number 1. Are you there yet? And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church. Now, when people hear that, they don't realize we're talking about the first century church. Say that with me. The first century church. Now, why would I say the first century church? Because how many years is a century? Not everybody one time. My mathematician's not here. You would sit right over there, but we got the woman with the five, six degrees over there. How many years is a century over there? So, 100 years, right? All right, so we know a century is 100 years. So that means uh, me and my wife, we are three quarters of a century right now. I had to add her. All right. Now, watch what it says. And Saul was consented unto the death, and at that time there was a great persecution against the church, first century church now, which was at Jerusalem. At Jerusalem, that's not us. They were all... There they were, scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. So when you see the church was scattered, that's what James said. Now, James is ministering to, the, to, to those 12 tribes that were scattered. You're only going to hear that 12 tribe one time in the book of Acts. Those 12 tribes were still there. Now, we know the 12 tribe left, Revelation chapter number 7, verse 1. And people still think the Lord coming for us. When coming for you, it's coming for the 12 tribes. Look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1. I'm sorry, chapter 7. If you read your Bible and believe it, stop listening to lying prophets who don't know what they're talking about. They don't know more than the Bible. Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. That's where we're at. Watch what it says. And after these things, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow up on the earth. We're talking about upon the promised land. Nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel sitting on the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to those four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth. So you know he's not hurting the dirt. So he's hurting Israel and the sea saying, hurt not the earth, neither the seed nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants, so he told you who they were, the servants of our God on, in their foreheads. That's why they put the name Jesus in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed past ten. And there were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand, here it is, of all, how many is it? They got all, but you know how many all is, don't you? Somebody said 12 is all. Right, so I say you know how many it is. I showed you it was 12. So here he says, and I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed 
144,000 of all the tribes of Israel. So you're supposed to know all, you write in your Bible, 12. That's all, okay? And then, uh, then they're going to name all 12 tribes, and 12 times 12 is 144,000. All right. You get the rest later. Get the tape. Sit down and say, how much is 12 times 12,000? All right, then, then call me, okay? All right, James chapter number 2 and verse number 14. James chapter 2, verse 14. Now remember, he's writing to the Jews, first century church. All right, what does it profit, my brothers, if a man say he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? All right, now let's go over and look at uh, uh, verse number 16. And one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be warm, be filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, well, that's a prophet. Even so faith, if it had not works, if they had been alone. Now you got to understand two things that they had. Now, you can write them down, faith and works. If it's by faith, you had to have two things. What were they? Faith and works. Why? Look at the last verse and verse 26. See, I'm not going to read all this. I did this on the first tape. Verse 26. For as the body, is on the screen, okay. For as the body which without the spirit is dead, so faith without works are dead. That was to the Jews believers. Now, by faith means you have to have faith and works. Let's go to Romans eleven six. Romans eleven and six. But you are not under faith, you are through faith. You're not by faith, you're not justified by faith, you're justified through faith. But you gotta know what it means. That's why I'm asking you a question. Romans 11 and 6, are you there? If it, and, if, it, and if by grace, then it is no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, it's no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So otherwise, you can't, it can't be grace and works. Do you understand it that much? All right, so otherwise, if you are saved by works, then you're not saved by grace. But they were saved by their works. All right, so let's go and see what their works were, shall we? Now, I gave you this already, Romans 3, 30. I gave you James chapter 2. I gave you Romans chapter 11. Let's go and show you quickly in Hebrew, because that's where we just spent just a little time. I'm not spending a lot of time there. This is going to have to be your home, your home reading. Homework, they call it. I said home reading because I don't want to think you're working. Home reading. Pastor Crump telling us all this stuff we got to do. And I can't get nothing done around here. I got to read. <laughs> think it works. So you think it works. When you enjoy the word, you're going to be glad I give you something to read. Uh, Hebrew chapter 11 and verse number 4. So if you look at these I'm going to ask you, why are they by faith? I just gave you the answer. Now I'm coming to ask you the question. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. So Abel, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent gift. So why does it, why it, why it become by faith. Two things. I gave you two things. You just can't say one. All right, let's go to verse number six. I'm sorry, verse seven. Verse seven. By faith Noah, being one of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark. Can't you see by faith he had to do something? He not only had to do something, before it was said that he believed God, he had to hear from God and then build that ark. 
If he didn't build that ark, he didn't believe God that it was going to rain, right? Let me say it again. If you didn't build the ark, you didn't believe it's going to rain. Okay. Just like right now, people don't want to receive Christ, don't believe in hell. Because if you believe in hell, you would definitely would not let me close this service today. Then you run up here and say, I want to be saved right now. Ain't that right? But you don't believe in hell. You don't believe there's no hell. You just believe there's a heaven. And God is a good God. And he's not going to send nobody to hell. He's not sending you. You're going on your own. You do not have an invitation for hell. You do have an invitation to heaven. It's the last book in the Bible. Let me show it to you. Look at Revelation. We come right back. The last book in the Bible, God completely gave you an invitation. Look at verse 17, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. Watch the invitation. See, you don't have the invitation to go to hell. You can go to hell because you're an unbeliever. All God said to you, I don't believe that, so you, you know, go to hell. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. Let him that the thirst say, come. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. And I testify to every man that hear the words of the prophet of this book, if any man shall add to these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part of the book of life. Remember, this was from Israel, because you're not in a book of life. And out of the holy city, and from the thing which are written in this book. He which testified these things says, surely I come quickly. Now you know people still saying, you know, he ain't here yet. When he come, you, you need to go look up the word quickly. Just sit down sometime and say to your own phone, what does it mean by quickly? It won't be 2,000 years. All right, now let's go to work. Did I give you anything before I went anywhere? Was I fit to do something? Hebrew chapter 11, that's where I was. All right, in Hebrew chapter 11, I gave you a couple people. I gave you uh, Noah. Then I gave you Abraham. By faith, Abraham, in verse 8, when he was called to go out to the place which, which he should after receive for an inheritance, which was a promised land, obeyed. He went out not knowing where he went. All right, now. By faith, everything he did was by faith. Go down to verse 11, because this is the only one that's going to show you something different. Now remember, we are through faith. We live through faith. We live because of the word. Right? All right. But we need to find out what by faith is, because we don't know we still be trying to do it. All right? Because there's many people is trying to do it. Hebrew chapter 11 and verse 11 said, through faith, somebody said, through faith. through faith, also Sarah. Through faith, also Sarah herself did one thing. How many can tell me what it was? She received. So what, what do God want you to do when you come to church? That's what he wants you to do. And how do you receive? By one word, believe. When you believe, say, when I believe, I receive. It's, it's no different than anything else. If I don't believe something, I don't receive it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Hold on to that. All right. Now, let's move up. Say, when I receive, I believe. All right. Let's go look at Romans 10, 9 and 10. Because I'm giving, now this came forth. No, I can't go to Romans 10, 9 and 10 yet. Forgive me. This, this is how I got my message today. I got a, a text uh, from a person that asked me a question. And I was contemplating whether I'm going to do it on the, the, the podcast this week or should I do it this morning. And I mean, the Holy Ghost just took over and gave me everything this morning in our early service before you came, before you got up, you know, before you. And so he showed me I need to teach this because I don't want the people, our pastor, walking 
walking by faith and not even knowing it. So I got to show you to make sure you're not, okay? You got to be walking through faith, not by faith. All right. Now, that's why you got to rightly divide the word. The rightly divide the word means the new covenant. He's not talking about the whole Bible. He's talking about right and divide, rightly divide the word of truth. The word of truth is only the new covenant. There's a part for you, and there's a part for the first century church, who were Jews. All right? All right. Now, let's, are you living by faith or through faith? Now, what verse I say we're going to go to now? I just do that to see that you listen to me. Evidently, you're not. Anybody say something? I didn't give you no scripture. I said we're going to go to Romans 10, 9, and 10, and then I said we're going to go somewhere else. But I didn't give you no scripture. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me ask you a question. When were the Gentiles saved? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. When was the Gentiles saved? See, we have to understand when Jesus was coming back, he was coming back for the Jewish believer. How do you know that? Because you got saved at the cross. So why would he come back to you? Why would he need to? I was giving you what somebody wrote me, and I was getting ready to tell you. I was just trying to see that you hear what I said. Do anybody believe that that's what I said? When you get the tape, you're going to hear me say, I, was, got, I got a, a text from somebody, and I was contemplating whether I was going to do it at the podcast or was I going to do it live. And then I said, now, what would I, what would I say? Let's move on. All right? This is where we are. This is where we are. This is what the person asked me a question. Some churches have moved from teaching baptism for salvation to using it as a public proclamation of their faith. Now, I'm asking you, do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it's nothing wrong. Listen, it's nothing wrong not to know something. It's worse to say, oh, yeah, I know, and you don't know. Just like if I come out here and say, you know, you can only go right now. No, my son, my son texted me when we came back from Orlando. He says, do not come down 94, 96, uh, 75 because the streets are flooded. Now, I can say, listen, I'm walking by faith and not by sight. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be right out there with him. I mean, he already told me don't do it, right? What? All right. But the Lord has to say to me. See, that's what we want. We want the Lord. The Lord got to tell me. I have not heard from God yet. That was God. That text you got. All right. So this person texts me and says, some churches have moved from teaching baptism for salvation to using it as a public declaration of their faith in Christ. So otherwise, I'm saying, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what that means? Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you. When people get water baptized, this is what they say. I came to the altar, and I said I'm a believer. But when I got water baptized, I proved that I believe God. And folks don't get water baptized. See, they don't baptize over there. So how you know what they believe? See, people think we got to get water baptized to prove I'm a believer. All you to believe this morning, just write on the paper, put it in an often envelope that you want to get baptized. See, because if you don't get baptized, you don't believe. That's the law. That's what works is. All right, so works is, it's your faith and it's, everything is yours. By faith is your faith and your works. Through faith is Christ's faith 
and Christ works. 90% of people go to church is living by faith. 90 or more because they do not understand this message. That's why God can't hear your prayer. You, you're, not, you're not in your right lane. You're trying to do something the first church did. And it's totally different than your, your new covenant. All right. Now, before I go where I was going to go, I'm going to do Romans 10, but not now. Go to Romans 5, 1. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, see, I heard a man that has a tremendous big ministry, and he, he was coming out. He said, God told me to go all, way, all around everywhere, and, and he was supposed to teach something. And what he was supposed to teach was, uh, what he was supposed to teach was this message right here. He told me, this is what he said, God told me to teach right here, is Romans 5.1. And it's several times in the Bible, even in the Old Covenant. Let's read Romans 5.1 account, will we? In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Therefore being justified by faith, so automatically when I see by faith, who is he talking to? Exactly. you got to know that. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are justified by faith. And we have peace with God. How we, gonna, how we have it? We have it through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do you have peace? You got it through faith. Let me show you the same thing. See, when you take these verses, I'm showing you this because when I get to Romans 10, it's going to tell you about the same word, Peace. Peace with God. Now, if I go to verse number 9, Romans 5, 9, it said much more. Being now justified by his blood. Wait a minute, I thought I was justified. I thought I was justified by faith. Being now justified by his blood, then he said, we shall be saved from wrath to come. So he was talking to the believers of that day because they were waiting for Christ to come. But let's, let's take this a little, little serious. Let's go to Galatians 2. And I want to show you verse 16 through 20. Why did the church at Galatia go back to the law? What did God say to them? In Galatia chapter number 2, and I'm going to read verse 16, but I'm going to also show you in the last chapter, he's going to say to them, you are fallen from grace. I want to know how it happened. Somebody can find me that word, you are fallen from grace. But let's read Galatia chapter number 2. And verse 16, are you there yet? Okay. Uh, I, when I say it, a lot of time I'm, I'm talking to the screen, so when I see it on the screen, I know it is, but I do set it to share with you too, right? Galatians chapter 2 and verse number 15. I said 16, 15. Now, Paul is talking to the Jews. If you listen to it, you would know he's talking to the Jews. Why? Watch what he says. We who are Jews by nature. So it doesn't take much to find out he's talking to Jews, right? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles. So that's who, we, that's who they call sinners. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law. So he's telling you, you're not justified by the works of the law. You're justified by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now, the faith of Jesus Christ is not your faith until you receive it. Because he told you it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the same faith he operated in this earth. 
He gave us his faith. He gave us the spirit of faith. All right? We are justified by, we are not justified by the works of the law, but we are justified by the faith of Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. So he's telling you how you're justified. And not by the works of the law. Now the works of the law, what I keep saying to you is water baptism is eating bread on the table and drinking the wine. That's law, Passover. That's, that's what Moses did. And also washing feet. All that stuff is the law. You are not justified. You cannot make a man righteous by the works of the law. You can't wash him off in the pool and make him right with God. Remember, you're supposed to say amen. Nobody else said amen. You're supposed to help him out. <laughs> Count on your baby. That's my baby over there. Amen. I told her, I said, we'd be married 53 years Christmas. She said, no, 50, 52, Reverend. <laughs> okay. But if why we uh, seek to be justified, watch what he said. But if while we seek to be justified, he's talking to Jews, talking to Jewish people, they seek to be justified by Christ. We are already justified by Christ. Now, if you haven't received it, that's, that's what the problem is. See, through faith, you need to do one thing, what? You need to believe or receive it. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. That's why Paul's saying is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. See? Now, in Galatians. We're going to get to chapter 5 in just a moment. Let's keep reading. If I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified, oh, say it with me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ which liveth in me. Let's read that again. That didn't come out right. Say, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Where's Christ? He's living in me right now, right? All right. So that, my point is, if he's living in you, then he can't be coming. I just have a problem with that. Either he's in you or he's coming. Now, which, one, which crowd you with? See, you got to understand there were people waiting for him to come, and there were people who, who had Christ in them already. The Gentiles had Christ in them already. But then there were the Jews who was waiting for Christ to come. All right. I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Who faith is it? It's not yours. You live by his faith. You're living by the faith of the Son of God. Watch this. Who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. See, this is the grace of God. So that's why I'm asking you a question. When were the Gentiles saved? Some of you know, but I, I, I had the cross up here, but the praise will have to sing. I may have to put the cross back up here because it's just like, do you know you were saved at the cross? I taught a whole series of Christ. We were crucified with Christ. See, all this happened at the cross. We were created in Christ. So you were saved at the cross. Okay. I do not frustrate the grace of God. If righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Or otherwise, if I have to get right by eating bread and wine for table, or if I can get right by water baptism, if I can get right by foot washing, then Christ is dead in vain. If I got to do something to get right with God, I could have did that under, under the law. All right, let's move on. Now, Let's go show you another. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. See, these are the kind of things that I grew up with. And I, I thought all of this stuff 
was right. And I found out that it was not right. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Some of you ought to know this. When you're here, you're going to be like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, because you used to watch the same person I did. See, you'll catch on once you do. See, this what I mean when I say I was deceived. I was taught wrong. And most people are taught wrong and don't know it. You have the right to divide the word of truth. And what happens is if one person in a denomination teaches and everybody else is under that same denomination, then everybody going to teach that. That's how it works in churches. So you can, you can leave here and you go to a church that's a certain denomination, you can go to another state, another whatever, they're going to teach that. Because they all meet up together. I ain't going to tell you where, but you know. All right. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Are you there? Is on the screen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Some of y'all heard that? So it's a crumb. Come on, you got to help me out, baby. All right. Now, that's not talking to us, is it? Why? Because it's by faith. You don't walk by faith. You don't live by faith. Now, because if you're going to walk by faith and live by faith, then you've got to not only believe God, you've got to do it. And I'm going to show you that that's why you've got to understand, if it's through faith, you've got to do one word. What is it? And what the other word is? Receive. So when I, when I gave, let me, let's go, that's where I was going to go. Go to Acts 26, 18. Just going to show you one verse. This is Paul ministry. Acts 26, 18. Now, actually, when will we say it? So after this, we're going to go to Ephesians 2, 11 through 13. I'm just asking you, when will we say it? See, the new, the new covenant is not trying to, it's not waiting, it's, no, it's not prophesying. That's why you got the people that you do. Yeah, they asked me this. And I, I mean, I just, tears run out of my eye because I know they're ignorant. Uh, uh, are you teaching the prophetic over there yet? Just as honest, I mean, look at me in the face, just like, are you teaching the prophetic yet? Oh, son, you need to go find yourself a pastor. Because he don't know what he's saying. Write this down, Luke 16, 16. Hope I get to it. Now, where I tell you to go? I'm looking, waiting on the screen. See, I'd be waiting on the screen. If I don't see it on the screen, I don't know what I said. Acts 26, 18. All right, now let's look at Acts 26, 18. This is Paul ministry. And what I'm going to do for, after this, I'm not going to go to what I said I'm going to go. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Matthew 28, 16 through 20. I'm talking to the people behind the scene with them big ink pens, writing all this stuff down. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. That's where I'm going next. And after that, I'm going to Matthew 10, 23. Next. Acts chapter 26. It's where we're at right now. Now, let's look at one verse. That's verse 18. Now, this is what God told Paul to do. Read. Open their eyes. Turn them from darkness to light. Turn them from the power of Satan to God. That they may do one word. What is it? That they might receive. Didn't say to them that they might do something. His whole ministry is based on right there that they might receive, receive what, Pastor? Receive forgiveness of sin. If, gonna, if I'm going to receive forgiveness of sin, why you want to wash me off with water before I can get sins forgiven? It's free. It, salvation is free. Receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. So I'm going to receive my inheritance among them which were Jews, which are sanctified by faith. Can't you pick that up? They were sanctified by faith. That is in me. So you're not sanctified by faith. You're sanctified through faith. All right. That means when the word of God is preached, you receive it. Say sanctified, sanctified. through faith. Through Say through faith means when the gospel is preached, the gospel. I just believe it I believe. and I receive it. 
It's that simple. Is that simple or what? But when you take this up here and you try to deal with it, you don't get nothing from God. Because he can't get to your heart through your head. Nobody can. Not even mom and dad could do that. Why you think they kept saying, hard-headed boy? They couldn't get through. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. All right. <laughs> Somebody heard that. They just like, Pastor Wayne. All right. Now, where I tell you I'm going next? Matthew chapter number, some of y'all got it. Matthew 28, 16. Matthew 28, 16. Now, I'm doing this because this is a scripture that churches base their baptism on if they baptize. Now, if they're not Baptists, they base their scripture on Acts 2.38. Hallelujah. No, they don't do that. They just... And I'm still wondering what that is. You catch on later. Let's go to Matthew 26 and start at verse 16. Let's back up. Did I say that? Matthew 28, 16? Okay, there we go. Are you, you got your Bible? You ready? Now, this is what they base their scriptures on. And I'm going to show you Mark because a lot of them base his on Mark. But it's the same thing. He ain't talking to us. Now, remember, the reason why I ask you, when were you saved? At the cross, right? Is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John before the cross? Sure it is. Some of y'all still don't know. Just like, I, I guess. Jesus' ministry had to be before he died. All right. Matthew chapter 20, 28, 16. Then the 11 disciples. Remember I told you, if, you, if you're going to have a message, you've got to find out who he talked to, right? Who is he talking to? He talked to the 11 disciples. Now, when you get this place, Judas, you know, he had a problem. So the 11 disciples went away to Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Remember, this man... The other one hung himself, right? He dead. So you only got 11. So now they met Jesus on the road to Galilee because Jesus rose from the dead and said, tell my disciples I will see them on the road to Galilee. Remember that? And verse 17, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, them 11 disciples, saying, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Now they read that one. That, that's the, ah, ah. All power is given to me in heaven and earth. But then in verse 19, they got a problem. Then they say, go ye therefore in all the world. Who are they talking to? Who are they talking to? See, some of y'all got off the train. And when I started out, I had a whole lot of folks saying disciples. Now I'm down to like a few of them. Who was he talking to? Eleven disciples. All right. Verse 18 said, Jesus came and spoke to them. Those are eleven disciples, right? Saying to them, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Who is he talking to? Now, I don't know how to, that got to be the, the church supposed to do that. I had a pastor, I had a pastor tell me, I, see, as a pastor, you know, pastors come and say, I used to be New Greater Way Missionary Baptist Church. I didn't know it, but that was the name when we first started out. All I know, then they called me Greater Way. Wasn't no new grade. Just new. I didn't know what that was. Grade away, new grade away. Was. But anyway, did a man say, aren't you missionary? I said, yeah. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> he said, are you missionary? Missionary Baptist? I said, yeah, we're missionary. Because all I know, you go, you go, you missionary. So he says, mean, do y'all send money for folks to go into other countries. I said, well, no, we must not be missionaries. <laughs> but we ain't got no money. It goes over to God. But he says, uh, I said, no, we must not be missionaries because we ain't send no money nowhere. I said, but we do go into the streets. Man, we went to every house in Pontiac. You've been in this ministry, you know. We went to every house in Pontiac to the dope. I found out that was not what God called me to do. 
We did go. How many of this church was in the church? We, we went to every door, every door in the city of Pontiac. Dogs all the way up here in your face going like that. No, God didn't tell me to go out and do that. <laughs> See, God wasn't talking to me. I'm, when I say I was deceived, I was deceived. So we're going to find out who was God talking to. Somebody said, Level Disciple. So, the, so what churches do, they'll pick this up right here and say, God told us to go into all the world and preach to God. You'll see it on TBN, big time station. I mean, everybody got this. God told us to go into all the world. Wait a minute, let's see what he says. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. See, they take that word nation right there. They think he's talking about all the Gentiles. He told them already in chapter 15, go not in the way of the Gentiles. So that, that figures this out. So he couldn't be t- telling the 11 disciples, 11, 11 disciples, going away to all Gentiles? No, he sent Paul to Gentiles. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. See, baptizing. So in a Baptist church, you baptize saying, I baptize you. you want me to I baptize you in the name <laughs> I baptize you, not you, my brother. I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Then in an apostolic church, you baptize in the name of Jesus. And if you don't do it that way, then you didn't get it. So the Baptist, listen to me now. The Baptist would tell the apostolic, you baptize the wrong. And the apostolic would tell the Baptist, you baptize the wrong. And both wrong. It's not saving either one of them. He's not talking to either one. Nowhere he's told the church this. The church is born at the cross. When were you born? That's why if you realize you you was born at the cross, he created you in Christ. We're talking about Jesus was still, rose from the dead, talking to his disciples, telling him what to do before before he leaves. Here we go. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Watch this now. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Jesus said, you teach them what I taught you. You go teach them what I commanded you. Did they do it? No. Because Paul taught us. If you could just hear what the word says. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Now a lot of folks read this don't know what they're talking about. The Lord said I'm with you always even to the end of the world. That word end of the world means the end of the age. Which was the end of the first century church age. That's why he came at the end of that age. Christ don't tell you I'm with you all the way, even to the end of the world. He with you to the end of this flesh. And then he takes you out of it. Okay, but this is, this is something else here. But let's go and look at the next thing I told you, and that's Matthew 10, and 23. Who was he talking to? He was talking to his 11 disciples. Let's go back and see what he said to them in Matthew chapter number 10 and verse 23, and you will see it's the same thing I just told you. But see, people, people are so religious in churches, they don't hear nothing what the preacher said. They ain't caring nothing what the preacher said. You can turn around and ask them, that whole message, that man can preach, boy. That brother know that Bible. But I'm not knowing it's just for me. I want you to know it. So you don't have to call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. Hallelujah. That way you can be able to call Brother Lewis. Sister Lewis, wake them up. <laughs> she says, don't call me. Matthew. All right, here we go. Where am I? 22. Let's do 22. And watch what he's going to say to them. And you shall be hated. There it is. You shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endure to the end... The end of what? End of the age. 
The end of the world, the end of a dispensation, shall be saved. They shall be saved if they can endure to the end. The word endure means to hold out. Verse number 22, watch what he said to them. 23, I'm sorry. But when they persecute you in this city, what city? Jerusalem. At that time, when he talked to them, they were in Galilee after he rose from the dead. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another city. You shall not have gone over the cities of Israel. Does that make sense? You shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. He didn't talk about you going all over all these places. That's what I told the Lord. I said, I'm sorry. I'm way out here in the street and get hurt. Pastor of the church could have got hurt out there doing something. I hear door to door because I believe what they told me. I'm beating on the people's door, asking them about the Lord, giving them flowers and coming in. Ain't nobody come to church. We went to every church in this city. We probably have seen five people. Because God ain't told us to do that. Told them to go. But we just picked some up because that's what they told me. Going all the world. Are you missionary? I guess I'm not missionary because I ain't sending nobody no money. I said, but we got a food bank. We feed the poor. We must be missionary. No, I ain't talking about that. There ain't no missionary. Missionary, you got to have money taken up on the Sunday, put in the envelopes that missionary, and send it to somebody over there that, that you sent over there to, 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 to go over there and preach the gospel. That's missionary. Well, we ain't missionary because we ain't sending. God ain't told me to send nobody to no another country. But that's what people call missionaries. And you'd be surprised how much money is taken up on weekly for missionaries. Let me move on. I don't have nothing negative to say because we, we are not missionaries. All right. So you see he's still talking about not talking to you is my point. Somebody say amen. Now let's go to Romans 10, right? Are you all right there? Romans chapter 10. Let's go there now. Romans 10, we're going to look at verse 9 and 10. Matter of fact, I bag back to verse 6. Let's go to Romans 10 and 6. I'm going to keep teaching the word till you get it. It doesn't do no good if you don't have it yet. And if you don't get it, let somebody out there on camera get it. Hallelujah. Matthew, are you, I'm sorry, Romans 10? All right, here we go. Watch what the Bible says. Listen, Romans 10 and verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven? I'm going to show you the same thing because he's quoting out of Deuteronomy 30. All right? Now remember, when you teach the gospel of grace or the gospel of Christ, it was not known in the old covenant. It was a mystery. But I'm going to show you that this is how you know when things are law and grace. If they law, you can go in the Old Covenant and read it. If it's grace, you, 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 it, it had to be revealed. All you have in the Old Covenant is, is types and shadows and patterns. In New Covenant, you have the substance, the person. All right, so Romans 10 and verse uh, 6 says, but the righteousness which is of the law, I'm sorry, which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart, who shall ascend to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above? Or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead? But what saith it? I'm, I'm going to show it to you in Deuteronomy chapter 30. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. Now this is how the Jews were saved. The first century church would say they had to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. That's why when I teach my next series, you're going to see it. If they confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and number two, and believe in thy heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Didn't say you were saved. See, 
the church was saved at the cross, but you have to receive it. Somebody said the church was saved at the cross, but you have to receive it. All right. Here he's talking to the, the first century church, the Jewish believer. He says, if you confess with your mouth, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall, the word shall in future tense, you shall be saved. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Romans chapter 1, verse 15, 16, and 17 told you, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. Here you had to confess to salvation. Just want you to see. Verse 11, for the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him. The scripture, yeah, I'm going to read it to you in a minute, Deuteronomy chapter 30. Whoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Now, when I show you 1 Corinthians 15 on the Paul writing, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5, 4, Sister Crump will come up here after a while, you'll see 1 through 4, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Here he says, whosoever shall be ashamed. Whoever believeth in him shall not be ashamed. Then he said, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord is rich over all them that call on him. Under the first century church, they had to call on the Lord to be saved. That's why we used to sing songs. I'm from Mississippi. We used to have a song. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And it every groan. That's a Baptist preacher there. You know I'm a Baptist preacher there, so. So you have to understand, whosoever call on him, whoever call on him, that's Old Testament. New covenant, you don't call on him to be saved. He call you. You got to see the difference. Old Testament, they had to call on the Lord to be saved. That's why David said, I call on the Lord. All the way to Old Covenant, you read it. I call on the Lord. The Lord heard my cry. New covenant, you don't call on the Lord. You don't even know the Lord. The Lord had to call us to be saved. You were called with a holy calling. Okay, so always remember that. That's how you understand different things. All right, and then in verse uh, 12 said, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich on all that call upon him. Write this down, Galatians 1 and 6. I'll give you that one. Because in Galatians 1 and 6, he's going to tell you that that God called us into the grace of Christ. He called us into the grace of Christ. And folks still won't go there. Still go to the denomination church. That ain't preaching the grace of Christ. And your calling is in the grace. Put it on the screen. You bad. Put it on the screen. I marvel, Paul said, that you are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ to another gospel. People won't go where God told them to go. God called you to the grace of Christ. And folks still want to go where they're water baptized to be saved. They still want to go to a church where you're still arguing over water baptism. And then they turn around and talk about me because I have been called into the grace and I came. <laughs> don't get mad with me. Hey, I don't have to worry about the works. All I got to do is receive it. Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 says, If thou shalt confess. Verse number 13 says, Whoever shall call, there it is, whoever called in the name of the Lord shall be saved. They had to call on the Lord to be saved. The Lord called you to save you. Then he said, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach except that they be sent and, and it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach. Watch what they preach though. They preach the gospel of peace. We don't preach the gospel of peace. We preach the gospel of Christ. See, we preach the gospel of Christ. See, they preach the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is the kingdom. Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God, not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness and peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. They preach the kingdom. They preach the kingdom. We preach Christ crucified. Two different messages. 
The gospel, you hear it, is past tense. It's not going to happen. It's already happened. I'm giving you what God already did for you. I'm not giving you what, what God going to do for you. I'm telling you what God already did. God has already saved you, called you. Now, let, let, let me show you this. Romans chapter 8, my time already gone. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. See, you just got to get in here and see this stuff. You be see why I be so fired up. Man, I, I go to bed talking this stuff. My wife coming in there and I'm watching Jeremiah, 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock, whatever it was. I love Jeremiah. God Almighty. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Man, Jeremiah kept hearing God say, no, uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to catch me, brother. <laughs> Man, they put Jeremiah in the dungeon. You see what they put Jeremiah? They, they put Jeremiah anywhere he could be put. Then again, God told him, say, you're not going to take a wife. What? Man, I'm in love with this woman. I'm getting ready to get married. No. Some people going to get killed. You can't take a wife? No. Leave me alone. I like that. God said, okay, I'll lock you up. I'll put you in a dungeon. And he did. Put him down in the well. Dropped him in the well where there ain't no water, no more mud. Let him stay down there until the unit come got him out. God said, you, you going to go now? I'm going. Wherever you want me to go. Jonah said he wasn't going to do it. God said, okay, I'm going to drop you in a fish belly and let you stay there three days. I guarantee you, you come out of there, you're going to go preach, boy. <laughs> Man, you don't play with God. Yes, sir. The Lord showed me last night. There won't be no game at night. You better take that word tonight. Get up in the morning and go to church. So what I got this morning. I look at my phone and see who win on the back. <laughs> Said they lost by three. I said, thank you, Lord. I didn't get a chance to see that. <laughs> see, you don't understand. When God tells you to do something, you, 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 don't, you don't need to mess with this if you're not ready to commit. You got to commit here. When God says something, it, it, ain't no such thing. I got to go. I ain't got to go nowhere. Romans chapter 831. My time is already gone. Romans 831. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything for the charge of God's elect? Is God the justifier? I said God did it. Who shall, who is he that condemneth? Is Christ that died? Yea, rather that risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also make an intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? No. Perils? No. What about the sword? No. Because it's written already. For thy sake we'll kill all the day long. We'll count the sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, things to come, no height, no depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can't do it. My time is already gone. I thank you for yours. You have not received Christ Jesus in your heart. Let me tell you something. My God Almighty, Ephesians 3, 1, 1 and 3, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all, not some, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God gave you everything he has. The faith is yours, the grace is yours, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, all the mercies are yours. Everything God has is yours. But you have to receive his son. You got to receive his son. Say, Christ died for my sins. He was buried. God raised him again from the dead. Believe that in your heart. Receive it. And everything God has shall be yours. And your faith is open unto you.
Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.